Hi, friends, and welcome back to the show. I am looking forward to sharing my interview with you today. We are going to talk about how can we pursue God? How can we look to Him and trust Him in our lives and be vulnerable with Him? And we are going to talk about how maybe our past beliefs in ourself and God may be keeping us from the life God's intended for us. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? I'm Kristen. I'm an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have a lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God and design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Hala Salman. She's a Christian life coach helping women pursue who God created them to be. And I'm excited for this conversation because she has what can be considered a unique upbringing. And she is really helping women transform their lives by renewing their mind connecting to God and understanding that our beliefs in God and ourselves make all the difference in understanding who God created us to be. Welcome, Hala. Thank you. So fun to be here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I I was excited when I saw your information to be a guest because, you know, I think uh, just you have an interesting perspective and many other people may as well. But I thought, uh, wow, that's going to be a great conversation around vulnerability and renewing and connection. So could you start off with just telling us a little bit about your journey, your story, and kind of how you got into doing what you're doing now? Yeah, totally. So as you said, I'm a Christian life coach now, um, but I've been through many different career paths. I was a college coach for a while, kind of creating devotionals and supporting women at a Christian university and how to be who God created them to be and kind of using their passions for athletics to discover that more deeply. Um, I was a special education teacher for five years and worked in the public school system for close to 10 years, supporting students and those around me and being who God created them to be. But there was always something missing with those roles of like, okay, God, I feel like there's something more. What's this more? Um, and the reason I'm passionate about helping people to be who God created them to be is because I grew up in an environment where um, or I should say a church environment. My family was very supportive. And that's part of why I've always pursued my passions is my parents have always kind of instilled that in us. But the church that I grew up in was just very controlling, very legalistic. And in the moment of growing up within that, I thought that was the norm. Um, I thought that um, doing things for God was normal. I thought that um, you know, listening to the leaders of a church and doing all that they said to be in relationship with God was what I was supposed to do. And so that growing up in hindsight, I recognized that we grew up in a cult in a church that was just, you know, this is the only way to God. If you're not doing these things, then he doesn't love you and you're not going to heaven. Uh, it's just very manipulative, very um, deceptive. Scriptures were twisted and turned in certain ways to meet the um, agenda of the leadership in the church. Um, There's just a lot of things looking back that I see had a massive impact on how I viewed God. Because what that did for me was it greatly impacted my beliefs about him. 
because what I believed about leadership and church was what I believed about God. And so I believed that I had to earn his love. I believed that I had to be a true servant, always serving, you know, any, any time I had to be serving him. And those, those beliefs have impacted me in so many seasons of my life. Even um, a few years ago, I went through some really big grief. Um, I had a miscarriage and I felt like there was a right way, a correct way to grieve and that God wanted me to suffer well. And I needed to be grateful for all the things that I have. Right. And there's some scriptures that talk about that. And so for some other people who are like, wait, I relate to that. Right. It's, it's because the way that scripture can be taught to us in some ways, it doesn't give the full picture of who God is. Um, so I was really stuck in these mindsets for such a long time and God brought me to a coach, um, during one of these low points of my life. And in talking to this coach, she kind of asked me, you know, or told me boldly, Hallie, you're worthy of healing. Do you believe that? Mm. And I just had to like pause and listen, (laughs) like, and I realized, no, I, I deep within me, I did not believe I was worthy of healing. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of the first step for me on this journey of, okay, what do I need to release to have that healing that God has in store for me? Um, what are the mindsets that I need to overcome? And it, it really came to just showing up before him as I am and sharing with him the things that I thought about him sharing with him the things that I thought about myself and learning some steps to just be with him. And through my whole healing and learning and growing process, I've just learned the power of vulnerability and not just vulnerability with other people, but really what it comes down to is being vulnerable before God. And that was such a new concept for me because I thought that I had to show up as my best self and be, you know, the, you know, top student, top everything. I was such an achiever and thought that God really needed me to be, you know, this amazing person at everything in order to honor him. Mm -hmm. And I was just missing this piece of like, no, Hala, I just want to be with you. I just want to love you as you are, whatever that looks like on a, on a day-to-day basis. And so in that whole journey of getting to where I am now, you know, I, I now have the training to coach people around what they think and what they believe. And um, through, you know, getting my master's in education and being able to know how to put on a workshop for people and in a way that really helps the information to stick right in an educational sense. Um, I just, God's equipped me so much to support other women in having this opportunity to really be loved and led by him in all areas of their life. And that comes from, right, being who you were created to be really begins with showing up with vulnerability and showing up as you are and being open to receiving God's love. And that was something that I missed for so long in my life. I thought that it was all about doing, doing, doing for God. And really, it's about being and receiving. And so I now have the privilege of supporting other women and getting through the muck and the gunk that's preventing them from receiving and being with him so that they can be who he created them to be. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And there was so much in there. So thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah, I think uh, a lot of us can 
relate to so many of those things, right? Like, like you said, regardless of how we grew up, if we grew up in church, I mean, I did as well, but same, like I remember going into college and maybe young adulthood thinking from the church perspective, not from my home, but like you said, like there was a lot of guilt and it wasn't because my church was an extreme, but it was more because those are the messages I heard. And, and we talked about loving God and we talked about all these very, you know, good, I mean, the all the parts of God. But I think what I was thinking is, oh my gosh, I did something as a teenager. That's bad. And so I would feel guilt around the thing. And I get it. You know, of course, if we know we're doing wrong, you know, we, we want to, you know, bring that to him and kind of look at that. But, but at that age, right, it was such the contrast between what maybe I was doing in my life in different ways and then my faith. And I think it just caused this conflict, right? It caused conflict in me. And so I absolutely know what you're saying, which is those were the messages I was internalizing. It wasn't that anyone actually said like, you should feel guilty about this thing, right? I was internalizing, that must mean that I'm a bad person, right? Or I'm a, I'm not being a good Christian or, and so like you said, we take those with us, you know, as we get older and we don't realize we've internalized some of these things. And so you're right. I think a lot of us as we're on our faith journeys, we start to, at some point in our lives, question or bring these thoughts to the surface. And we start saying, huh, this isn't what I'm I'm hearing or seeing or reading in scripture. Like, I feel like he's, God is so much more than that and so much more loving and so much more. And so we start bringing them to the surface and then questioning, you know, is this true, right? Is this a true um, belief about God? And so I think that that's great that you were able to kind of see, okay, this is how I was raised in church. And then realize, okay, maybe I'm holding on to these beliefs about God, about myself. And so we're definitely going to dig into that. But I think what I really love is that you said, you know, we just need to be vulnerable before God. And it's so true. I mean, I know plenty of people talk about how if you have kids, right, the relationship that God, you know, we love our children, like imagine how much God must love us. But it is so true in that sense. Like, let's say our kids come to us and they they didn't, they did something that maybe wasn't what we would prefer. We still love them so much, even in that moment of them sharing with us, like what's going on in their lives. We don't love them any less. Actually, we then want to kind of support them more, right? Like, how can I help you? How can you um, take this experience and it, and it change you for the good? And so, you know, when you were saying that, I was like, yes, that's exactly as a mom, right? I have three sons. That's how I would be with my children. You wouldn't be like, oh, you told me this thing that you're struggling with or that you're you thought no one knew and I'm going to be like, shame on you, right? I'm going to be like, how can we, how can I help you? How can mm-hmm. I allow you to realize that it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Even in whatever's going on. So I, I thought that was just lovely. And I think it's definitely something that we need to hear more of, you know, that mm-hmm. we, like you said, we just come as we are. It doesn't mean that maybe we don't have something to work on or he doesn't need to work on our heart. But if we just come as we are without all the pretense, that's how we build a relationship with God. Absolutely. And something that, you know, has really helped me is the concept that emotions are signals. There's mm-hmm. no good or bad emotions and mm-hmm. they're just signals. And if we view them as signals that point us to God, then that brings us the, the space to be more comfortable going to him. You know, just like when we're driving our car, we have signals on the dashboard that tell us if we're going too fast, going too slow, we're low on, you know, our gas tank or fuel, whatever it might be. They're just signals. 
pointing us to something that needs to be addressed um, and or needs to be noticed, maybe taken, mm-hmm. taken care of in some way. And so when we view our emotions as that way and talk to God about them, like, oh, man, God, I'm, I'm feeling guilt around this. Yeah. What do you want me to know about that? You know, not what do you want me to do about this, God? Like, okay, I'm guilty. So I need to repent and I need to pray and I need to do all these things. Right. But no, God, I'm just, I feel guilty. What do you yeah. want me to know about that guilt? Mm-hmm. Or God, I'm feeling so happy today. What do you right. want me to know about that joy? Right. Yes. Just kind of opening the door to have conversations about our emotions, because, yeah. you know, I agree. I, I've I found that so many of us have such a low emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to even name how we're feeling. Yeah. And that prevents us from going to God with those emotions because we're like, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Right. And so the more that we recognize those emotions as signals, the more comfortable we become with feeling them. And mm-hmm. then the easier it is for us to name them and go to God with them and allow him to kind of point out what we're feeling and and how to just be in that space with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Can you tell us how do you find that people are able to do that? Because a lot of a lot of us are running around, right? We're too busy and we're so stuck in the doing and we're so stuck in the to do's and we're so stuck in the like next thing we have to go to drive our kids around or get to a meeting. That is it that we're not taking the time or is it that we need to, you know, write it down during prayer time or journal? Like, so what are you finding if, if we're fi- realizing we don't even know how we're feeling? We just feel out of sorts in some way, or we feel these big emotions kind of coming out of us. Like, how do you find that it's, it works to help us start recognizing and acknowledging this is actually what's going on or what I'm feeling? Mm, so good. So many thoughts running through on Um, The first thing that came to mind was, you know, when we're in those seasons of just feeling like we have to rush to the next thing, do, do, do. Um, a phrase that really helps me is to just take a beat. Take a beat and pause, you know, as you notice that your emotions are starting to bubble up and whatever that means for you, whether it's crazy stress or, um, embarrassment or overexcitement, you know, whatever it is, begin to notice those things and just take a beat, pause, take a deep breath, name the emotion, right? Before even, you know, starting the practice of going to God, sometimes it just helps to take a beat. Oh, how am I feeling right now? I'm, you know, okay, I'm a little bit stressed. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to notice that stress. I'm going to be in that stress. And, then what I recommend women do is to actively practice spending time with God. And it doesn't have to be a long time. Like some, maybe it's just five minutes. Um, I, I really like to journal, um, you know, kind of just dear God today, I'm feeling guilty. The reason I'm feeling guilty is because I did this thing and I know that it's not something that was honoring to you or those around me. And I just feel really heavy with that. Um, mm-hmm. and the ways that I showed up from that guilt. I, I allowed that guilt to dictate my behaviors today. And this is kind of what I did today. Um, I felt shameful and that impacted how I talked to my husband that impacted my friends in this way. And just recognizing how those emotions kind of affected you. Yeah. And then pausing. And I actually have three steps that I, that I teach women for how to have a conversation with God. Uh-huh. Um, sharing with him how you're feeling and then asking him, God, what do you want me to know? about those feelings. 
Um, and the three steps I learned from a guy named um, Kent Smith, who is a part of Luke 10 Communities. They're a really awesome online community that supports people in being church. So it's lk10.com if you want to check them out. Um, but he teaches what's called the three T's of listening to God. And the first T is to turn your attention to God. So do whatever you need to do, say a prayer, listen to some worship music. Maybe you're someone that feels connected to him by going for a walk um, or just relaxing all the muscles of your body. I like to do kind of like a body scan, take a holistic approach of calming down the physical self, which, you know, slows down your heart rate and your mind and all the things. So turn your attention to him and whatever that means for you, quieting your mind and just being still. Um, the second T is to tune into the spontaneity that comes up. You know, part of the, when we're having conversations with God, part of what we get stuck in is like, well, I don't hear from God. He doesn't talk to me. And I truly believe he's always talking to us. Mm -hmm. But the way that he does that is unique to each of us. We all yeah. have a relationship with us, with him. Um, and so the way that he speaks to me is sometimes just bringing images to my mind um, or memories or song lyrics or scriptures or the face of a friend that makes me feel a certain way. And so just tuning into whatever comes up for you, not shaming yourself, not questioning it yet, but just starting to pay attention to kind of what comes to your heart and mind. What are you feeling as you're kind of being still with him? Um, and then the third T is to just take note, write it down, whatever it is, just write it down and, um, you know, describe the image that came up for you, write out the song lyrics that you were singing in your head and just pause. And, you know, sometimes I like to share them with a friend like, Hey, this came up when I was kind of thinking about trying to talk to God. Does this sound like something he would say? Um, practicing discernment of it. Does this line up with what scripture says? Mm -hmm. um, does produce a fruit of the spirit versus, you know, a fruit of the flesh, but it's starting to pay attention to, oh, wow, cool. Yeah. God told me that he loves me through this song and, mm -hmm. and these specific lyrics. Um, or God said that I'm always, you know, I'm forgiven by showing me this picture or he showed me he's glad to be with me by, um, you know, bringing back a memory of just walking along the ocean and, you know, whatever it is, but intentional practice of that, of kind of naming our emotions and practicing those three T's of listening to him can really foster a personal connection to him that is different for each of us. And so, you know, that it can, you can spend as long as you want on it. When you have a lot of time throughout the day, you can spend a, a solid chunk of time, but Sometimes all it takes is just those five minutes, maybe at the end of the day or the beginning of the day to pay attention to how you're feeling. God, what do you want me to know about that? And then practice those three T's and, and see what comes up for you. Mm, that's lovely. I, I really like that. I, uh, you know, that you're right. It's, it's easy to follow kind of those T's. Like maybe we've already been doing some of that, but I like the last part, especially because to your point is we might make time, you know, to get quiet and try to, you know, listen or have a conversation you know, we might be doing, you know, reading scripture, you're doing these things, but sometimes the question is, are we, are we trying to connect in that time or those times, then what we're, like you said, what we're seeing or thinking about, or so like you said, what's coming to us and connecting that, you know, to, you know, is this something that he wants me to feel or know or see or share, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I really love that. Yeah. It's kind of like the 
the permission to pay attention. That's a yes. phrase I've been really liking just even in my own walk with him. I feel like he's giving me permission to just see him everywhere yeah. yes. and to pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. To just like, oh, I'm singing this song. Oh, God, is this something you want me to know about me? Is this something you want me to know about you? Um, and, you know, again, practicing that discernment, a lot of times the things that I I think might be coming from God prompt me to go to the word of like, yeah, okay, this sounds like something that might be from God. Let me read some scripture. Let me let me get into um, who is God actually, you know, what does the Bible say about him? And so mm-hmm. I always encourage, you know, the more that we read, yeah. the more we have an understanding of God's love for us and who he is, like the whole Bible is a love story to us. And so when we read it that way, um, it opens up more opportunity for us to notice him and to see the way that he's wanting us to, you know, calm our hearts, calm our minds and just have this peace, right? Peace that passes understanding. Um, And yeah, just so many verses in scripture make so much more sense to me now because I'm open to being vulnerable with him and going to him as I am. And yeah, it's just, it's such a powerful process. And the, the women who I've been able to work with that practice this as well, it's, it's been life-changing for them. You know, those are words from their lips of just being able right. to have that comfort of oh, I'm, I'm loved simply because I am, and yeah. there's nothing I need to do to prove myself or mm-hmm. to, you know, do anything for God. Like the, the love that I receive prompts me to take action because I, right. I know that I'm so loved and I want others to feel that love. Yes. Um, and so it just, it changes everything for us yeah. when we're, we're, when we're willing to be vulnerable. Mm, absolutely. So let's dive in a little further. I knew you were, you were just kind of talking about it, but I know you help women uh, basically in 30 days kind of learn how to renew their minds. And so what else might you share with us about that? You know, besides what you just shared, which I'm sure is probably a big piece of it. Is there anything else you would add to that about people that might say, yeah, you know, this is, this stuff's hard for me. Like, I still don't feel very peaceful in my day. I don't feel like I can take the time to pause very often. What else might you want to share uh, with the audience on that? Yeah, such a good question. So what I really encourage women to do or people in general is to focus on what do you believe to be true about God? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes the reasons that we aren't aren't able, and I'm doing quotes, you know, aren't able to take the time to be with him is because we have this belief that we're the ones that are in control. Yeah. We're the ones that have to actively change something. And we don't have the deep knowing and faith belief that, wait, God's got this. And so what is it for you that prevents you from having that trust in him? So kind of noticing, just paying again, that permission to pay attention. What do you believe to be true about God? And journaling about that, reflecting that, not shaming yourself. You know, if I asked you that question right now, um, what would you just free write, right? Just take some time to journal about it and just say, you know, you might say some things that you feel like you have to say. Um, of things that you've been taught forever. Like, well, I know he's loving. I know he loves me. I know that he's a good God, blah, 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 right? Get all those out mm-hmm. and then do it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have all those out. Now ask yourself again, what do you believe to be true about God? If there were no consequences, what would you say is true about him? And begin to identify where is your mindset at? 
You know, what you believe about him greatly impacts how you show up in your day-to-day life. And again, you know, I, I work with a lot of women who just feel so overwhelmed and so burdened by the tasks of the day, yes. right? Yes. Whether you're a businesswoman or you're a working mom or, you know, you're single and trying to find yourself or wanting a relationship, whatever it is, we can get really stuck in this mindset of if it's going to be, it's up to me. Right. And those beliefs, you know, they have everything to do with what we believe about God. And we kind of forget that or we don't make those yeah. connections. And so that's what I support women with doing is, hey, well, let's pause. What do you believe about God? What do you believe about yourself? And now mm-hmm. let's start coaching around that. Let's start tackling those things. Let's start listening to him about mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Let's start looking at scripture. Um, I also like um, to support women in kind of recognizing um, how to take their thoughts captive. So when they have moments of, you know, recognizing thoughts as coaches, we know what you think about affects how you feel, which impacts how you act. And so when we're able to tackle those thoughts immediately of, you know, some of my recurring thoughts are, oh, I'm I'm not enough or I'm not good enough in this moment. Yeah. So like pausing to recognize like, oh, OK, if if I sit in that thought, if I latch onto it as a belief, mm-hmm. um, and just an aside, the way that I envision that, um, I had a coach support me with this um, visual. Um, thoughts are kind of like on a train going by, like with all the different cars behind it, mm-hmm. right? And so you can acknowledge a thought and see it there. Okay, I'm not enough. There's the thought on the train. I can let it pass or I can latch onto it. I can take it off the train and and like take it to heart, really believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can't really control the thoughts that come into our mind, but we can control what we continue kind of pursuing in our mind, what we latch onto and believe to be true throughout the day. And so, you know, we can recognize a thought and that's not going to serve me today. I'm going to let that thought keep going. What are some other thoughts that could come through? Um, you know, what is, what are some scriptures? That's why memorizing scripture is so important. You know, what does God say is true about me? Um, you know, I am loved simply because I am. That's kind of my replacement thought for them. And then I, I, I think that thought, I feel that thought. What does that mean to be loved simply because I am? What emotions come up for me? Um, and just really taking some time to, to embody that thought um, and then go into the day. So identifying beliefs, taking your thoughts captive, um, clearing away fear. Yeah, I have so many different steps that I take women on. Absolutely, that's good. Well, you know, and... What it was reminding me of is um, the idea, and I forget who said it, but Mark Batterson talks about it in one of his books. Maybe it's Chase, uh, Chase the Lion, I think. Uh, but he, basically, he's talking about really everything, all of your problems, all of everything going on with you. Not that everything's a problem, but is how we see God. And it's how big is your God? Is your God bigger than everything else? Bigger than our problems? Bigger than our to-do list? And if it, if he's not truly, if in our subconscious, he's not, then always the problems are going to come above or before him. And so, uh, you know, there's like a, there's one quote that says something like, um, it's talking about David and Goliath, but it basically says, David doesn't talk about how big and mighty Goliath is. He talks about how amazing and great and mighty his God is. So, you know, the idea is don't focus on your problem, focus on the problem solver, focus on God who can help you through it, right? Or help you with the thoughts. But truly, I don't think we realize you're so right. It's 
we think we have to do it alone. Even if we believe in God, even if we are in relation with God, we still have stuck that thought that I have to push the boulder up the hill. I have to finish this work list. I, 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 I. And when we do that, we're really just getting separated from him. We don't believe that he is actually capable of helping us through all everything, right? The problems or the day or renewing our mind. And so I think most of us probably have a smaller, we have a very human version of God in some area. Instead of realizing he is the creator of heaven and earth, he created the world. So, you know, how can we reframe that? How can we start to actually really understand that? Mm, mm, yeah, it's so good. I, I think that is perfect. You know, one of the verses that I really love is Romans 12 too, which says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so recognizing your patterns, mm -hmm. right? God, I, I just think God is so good in letting us know like, Hey, there's going to be some things that you fall into again and again and again. Yeah. And that's just, that's your humanness, right? Mm -hmm. And so giving yeah. yourself the grace of like, oh, I'm in a pattern. I'm in one yeah. of my patterns. I've figured out what mine are mm -hmm. um, and I'm stuck in that pattern. And so being able to recognize that first and foremost, and then having some tools and strategies to renew your mind. Right. And some of, some of the ways that we do that are to, you know, um, talk to him. Like I've been sharing, having that conversation mm -hmm. with him. Another active practice can be um, something called appreciation stories uh, or active appreciation, not just saying, okay, I'm thankful for, you know, my family, I'm thankful for my friends, but really inviting God to bring memories to your mind. Um, mm -hmm. God, God, help me to sit in, sit in some moment of appreciation and gratitude today. What do you want me to pay attention to? What do you want me to remember? Um, and fully immersing yourself in that moment. You know, sometimes it's just um, a memory of maybe it's your child, just like mm -hmm. coming up and holding your hand and sitting in that memory and pausing to, you know, how did it feel to hold mm -hmm. that hand? What, yeah. what was it like when they looked up into your eyes? And, you know, what emotions did that bring for you? And what that does is it begins to rewire our brain or kind of shift our thinking to a posture mm -hmm. of um, gratitude, which is so much bigger than we even realize. It's so much more powerful than we realize. And it, yeah. it allows us to connect to him in, in such a bigger way. Um, and so being able to have, you know, a bunch of those appreciation stories or a bunch of those moments that we can shift back to, wait a minute, you know, what am I, what are the moments that God's shown up for me? Where mm -hmm. has God shown me his love? Who is he truly? And so having that, you know, a, a series of those where when we're in the moment of feeling the stress, feeling like we have to do all the things, we can kind of pause and think back on one of those moments. Mm -hmm. No, God is so good. God is so loving. God is so powerful. Um, and then from those, those moments or those memories creating mindsets or things that we focus on of, um, ways that we can shift our thinking back to be see back into seeing him as the powerful God that he is rather than putting ourselves in this position of needing to control it all. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. You know, and there's that, there's a quote and I don't, I can't recall it exactly, but it's basically saying that we, um, we write our trials, right, in pen, if you will, and and it's like all of the good things are in are in the sand, right, or in pencil. But and that's what it's. In other words, it's an indicator to say this is why you need to capture and write down, whether it's yeah. in a journal, prayer journal. So 
you know, be in a gratitude appreciation, but if you write them down, all the things he's answered, all the prayers answered, all the blessings, all the, like you said, the promises he's provided, all the, everything he's provided to you. But if you capture that and you look at it, right, you review it, you really see all that he's done, not just what you remember at this moment. Because sometimes we forget all the years of things that he's, he's provided for us and he's taken us through. Absolutely. It's reminding me of in the, the verses escaping me, but there is in the old Testament. Um, I want to say it's Jeremiah I'm trying to remember. There's a verse where God talks about um, someone who created a memory stone or mm-hmm. kind of like a memory marker of the work that God's done. And that happens periodically throughout scripture, right? Where people build this, you know, reminder of like, yes. look what God's done for us. And so in journaling, in reflecting, in documenting those moments, we can create our own memory stones throughout our lives. And so when we forget who God is, we can go back to those moments and remember he did this, he did this, he did this. And that's why testimonies are so powerful, right? When people share who they are and what God's been doing in their life is their stories can be a reminder for you as well. Man, but look how powerfully he moved for this person or look what he did here. And so the more we have of those, the the more we build our trust in him and the more we can kind of have those reminders that, wait, he really is in control. And these things that I'm so stressed about and trying to do all myself, I don't have to do them all myself. <laughs> I don't have to be so stressed because you know, God has a plan. Things always work out. You know, things are always working out for my good. That's a mindset that I have because of scripture that tells us that God works for our good. Right. And so trusting that even when things don't go the way that I wanted them to go, that that's okay, because God has better. God has a different plan and I'm releasing control and allowing him to make things happen. Mm, Absolutely. So uh, do you have any words of encouragement you want to share with everybody before we wrap up, maybe just a a last uh, idea or tip or quote or scripture. Mm. The phrase that came to my mind immediately is that you are exactly who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. And there is um, a quote that I just love. I think it's, I want to say, Someone asked, I can't remember who it's by, but someone asked Michelangelo how he created these beautiful sculptures. And um, he said, you know, it wasn't me who created them. God did. I just chiseled away at the marble. And so our job throughout life is to just chisel away at the marble that's been built up over years, decades for some of us, right? Chisel away to discover who God's created us to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that marble is the thoughts that we have. Sometimes it's the emotions that we get so trapped in and allow to dictate our behaviors. Um, sometimes it's the the need to compare ourselves to other people or to please other people, right? There's just everyone has their different marble that needs to be chiseled away. And God is so good in that he offers us so many opportunities to chisel away at it, so many tools to chisel away at it. Um, and coaching is a, one of those tools that can be really powerful for that. Mm, so good. Okay. Halla, can you tell us how can people connect with you online, learn about your devotional and how you work with people? 
Yeah, definitely. So my, the best way to contact me is um, right now, Instagram. I'm just Hala Salman, H-A-L-A-S-A-H-L-M-A-N on Instagram. That's also my handle on Facebook. If you want to reach out to me there. Um, my website is hrslifecoaching.com. You can find my contact info there as well, um, or email me. And I really support women in being who they were created to be overcoming or chiseling away at their marble, um, and really being coached by the Holy spirit. I support them in, you know, overcoming their obstacles and really learning to receive God's love, um, Mm -hmm. so that they can thrive as the woman that he created them to be. Um, and one of the one of the tools that I offer women is I do have a devotional on Amazon. It's called the Conversations with God devotional that outlines those three T's of listening that we talked about earlier in this episode um, and really teaches you how to go to God with your emotions and how to practice that um, 30 days at a time. You know, I'm a big believer in you can do anything for 30 days. And so kind of tackling one thing, one project, one obstacle you're trying to overcome 30 days at a time. Um, And I love supporting women and giving them the tools to do that. And this devotional is one of those tools. So you can get it on Amazon. I'll I'll give the the link to Kristen so you can kind of click right on it and find it there. But yes, you are so loved. You are so loved by God. And when you're open to receiving that, everything changes for you. Uh Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining us today and sharing so many good tips to just encourage us in our faith walk with God and, you know, just sharing a little bit about your uh, own journey and the things you've walked through and how you've learned to keep um, strengthening your relationship with God. So I just appreciate you taking the time to share all that with us today. Yes. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it helps other people discover the show just like you. 